This is Sergey Roscoe, host of Product Innovation Show, and I'm here with more Avi Hanan, Director of Product Management at Zuminfo, who is joining me from Israel. More, thank you for coming. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be hosted by you. I'm looking forward for this conversation. You are a former soccer player. Is it right? Yes, yes. Uh, usually it's very surprising for people, but I'm um, a former like under 16, under 18 uh, Israeli national team captain. Uh, I actually tore my ACL and meniscus when I was a bit younger, which made me you know rethink about my career, but mm. eventually uh, ended up bringing me to get a full athletic scholarship and play soccer in the uh, United States in Boston College University. So soccer, It's like the base of everything. You could go that way or this way. So it took me towards, uh, you know, education, um, you know, professional work and not a professional soccer player. That's amazing. Hope to be. <laughs> and and you, you, you are you're one of the, the one of one of the product managers when uh, you who thinks in you, you say, well, you don't have to be a technical product manager, right? You you could be a product manager who's really good, but don't necessarily be technical. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that approach. And I'm, I'm the kind of guy that you, if you ask me one-on-one or like conversation, I will always say that I'm more of like a business person or a marketing person. Uh, I never actually look at myself as a, like a technical guy to begin, begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, after working as a product manager in different companies with different technologies, so, you know, you become tech savvy as, as people like to uh, refer it. But basically, I understand the business, I understand the user, I understand the experience, which is something that I feel more close to, feel that I have like more knowledge of. Uh, and I, I think that just like by working with developers, I kind of like said, you know what? Let's say I speak Hebrew and you speak English. We can say the exact same sentence, but it's just two different languages, right? Yeah. Uh, and coding is just another language. So I can, I can write a sentence and you will just translate it into a code language. We can definitely talk in the exact same language, but using two different uh, aspects of it. So that's how I look at it stuff, mm-hmm. and which is you know, kind of interesting. And some people get it. Some people say like, no, I really need a strong technical PM. But I always thought that if I have uh, you know, a coworker, like a head of R&D or a CTO, that he's strong on the development side and I can be strong on the business side so we can build great products. There's a, there's a place for everybody. And and you also said yeah. that good PM doesn't like, if you think in a technical way, you know how to phrase things in a technical way. You don't necessarily have to be right in code. Correct. So really at the beginning when I start sitting with, with developers and I give, I give you two scenarios. So one is that I always told them like, you know, if this, then that would happen. And if you click here, so that's what I want this to happen. And from there, I want the user to go there or it clicks here, etc. And it's, if you think about it, it's, it's very much like code. The if then part of it is, is exactly how you write code. And That's what I expect from myself and for the PMs that I, that I work with is when you characterize a feature or, or, or a story or whatever, it, it should be in a phrase that you are showing what are the steps. Even when you want to uh, reproduce a bug or something like that, always the acceptance criteria, the, it's, like, it's even a bullet, it's like click on here, then you see this, then you see that. If you write it in the right way, 
So you can build the description and you can give the context and content. But at the end of the day, it could be very, very similar that you can write in a language or in a phrasing that any developer will easily understand and can be translated into a code language. And you haven't wrote, yeah. you haven't wrote code yourself that said you are a product manager, so it could be done. Yeah, so I never wrote a line of code in my life, but I can tell you that a lot of times that I felt challenged by developers, there are uh, countless times that I went into Stack Overflow and, and asked the question. Uh, I, I am a strong believer of, of, of being uh, intelligent. In terms of like, you know, we, we know the product, we know the business. As a product manager, I know the users, I know, the, I know what are my end goals, what are my KPIs, what I want to achieve in the product. So the developer is for me sometimes someone who is executing my thoughts, my, my vision, my roadmap. Um, I don't necessarily need to write the code, I just need us to talk in the same language, and then if we're both on the same page, so the end result will probably be exactly what we both expected and other stakeholders being expected. So yeah, you can definitely be a product, not only a product manager, but a product director or a VP of product for that matter, depends on the company and the size and everything, that never wrote a line of code in his life, definitely. And, and what helped you, more? what helped you in, in talking to, to engineers, to, um, to all the programmers in, in, in a way that you like, oh, okay, I understand what you're saying and you could do it like super fast. You don't have to have too much back and forth. Like, what do you feel like was the biggest or one of the biggest things? So it's always a challenge to, to say exactly like, to phrase a, a sentence, why can't you do that faster? Or I think this is something relatively simple, right? And then a lot of the developers will probably say, no, you don't get it. Or you don't understand exactly what's going on in the back end and the API calls here and there. And there is a lot of stuff going on. But a long time ago, I worked in, in actually in a startup that one of the co-founders already exited and is a, was a professor in Berkeley University. And, and I had some conflict with the CTO. So he took me aside, I was, a, I was a bit younger, right? He took me aside and said, more, do you consider yourself uh, an intelligent person? And I said, yeah, you know, I think so. I said, can you engage in any type of conversation? And I said, yes. He said, like, let's talk about astrology, okay? Like, let's talk about the sun system and the stars and everything. And we just start talking. Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't know what I was talking about, but we engage in a conversation. We ask each other questions. He explained me. I asked him question about it. He explained to me how the sun system works or stuff, whatever, and, and I got it. I don't exactly know how it operates, or maybe I didn't dig deep into it, but I understand it. So that's, it's, it's, it's a strong equivalent, but I'm bringing it when I talk to developers. So if I'm saying to someone, listen, it sounds like something very simple. Right, and he he can explain to me why yes or why not, but I'm still feel comfortable to challenge him and explain to me why. Sometimes during the conversation, during you know me asking the questions that might be you know uh, not relevant or even funny, it pops something in the developer mind that like you know he rethinks something that he said, or maybe there is another way. So my job is to ask questions that get you know the wheels rolling in the brain of someone who is actually building the bits and bytes of the code so start rethinking about it maybe there is another way maybe i can challenge him and you know at the end of the day when you work 
you know, more than a decade in product to start to recognize the exact same issues, the, the exact same box. And yeah. there is some pattern. So you've got to get an idea of what is a bit longer, what is a bit shorter, or you can challenge uh, effort estimation. And this is, you know, that's an ongoing game that we always do. Of course. What lessons or principles have you taken away from being an athlete into your business life oh. or product life? Uh, so many, like uh, so many times I, I bring uh, examples from, from sports and, uh, you know, it's even, it could be even simple that, you know, sometimes uh, they asked Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant uh, the same thing. There is like, I remember, I think it was Jordan that they would say there is no um, I in, uh, in team. And he said, yes, but there is an I in win. And they asked Kobe Bryant, there is no me in team. And he said, but there is me in this motherfucker. Sorry for the language. Yeah? But the mentality of, of athletes, of sports, and, and, and I think, you know, I take it to product manager is how to be uh, a team player on one hand and get everybody around you better and better and better, but also to, you know, to run the show because you're, you're exactly in the middle. You're the pivot between the business and the project management and the engineering. Like, you, you get it from above and you need to drive things through. And you, need to, you have deadlines and the KPIs and everything. And, and being an athlete is time, sometimes try, sometimes push harder even when you think like it's all lost and then you still score the ones that were at the last minute uh, field goal or something like that. So it is a lot of that. And obviously being an aspect of you know, being in a team sport and not in an individual sport is really how to uh, be part of, of a team how to be able, like I always look for when I get PMs and I hire PMs, like who can be the captains of the PM? Like mm -hmm. I'm looking for the captains, right? Or the leaders. You don't have to have like a, an armband to, to, be, to be a captain. You can also lead the defense yeah. off. And so, so that's the kind of typecast I'm looking and I'm, I'm, I'm looking about that also from people like equivalent to sports, easygoing, friendly, communicative, pushing, but knows where to like respect the coach or respect the referee. There's a lot of stuff that I'm bringing to my interpersonal life and in my professional life as well. What do you feel like if you come across a certain challenge, let's say a technical challenge or uh, you, you need to release a product, not, it's not ready, you have a tight deadline, are there any principles from being, a co being, uh, being a, an athlete that you, you're like, hey, this is how you need to think about it. This is how, what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Yeah, so in the form, what you're saying is like sport tactics. So like we have tactics in sports, like formation or how to play there, how to play this, uh, uh, you know, this hand or that hand. Um, I really feel that at the end of the day, it's a matter of communication, right? So even if we have, if we communicated well, or if I'm a player and the coach know where I stand, where we stand, we understand the scenario that we are facing right now. When you communicate it in the right way, that's, basics for everything so if i need to release something but i'm late or something is being held i often feel and discover that the best thing to do is to surface the truth and the status as is right and then you know different stakeholders management executive when they i don't see their picture as well they see my picture so when i reflect my picture really, really well for them. It helps them for their decision maker. And that, that's, that's basically my job. 
give them all the information, like the coach, give them all the information, everything that they needed to get the best, you know, lineup for the match or who is the best fit. It's, it's, it's very relevant. Uh, and I think that's what we as PMs and the teams need to do on a daily basis. You run currently seven scrum teams with your PMs. What's the, if somebody were to ask you, what's the secret to execution? How, how would you answer that? Well, um, you know, every company, um, every big company now is that, that holds the OKRs and KPI methodology, you know, we divided them by two. So obviously we have the group KPIs. We know where we want to get as, as a group. I'm not even talking as a company, Zoom Info is a big company. Mm -hmm. We have different divisions. My group specifically, which is relatively big and important, we have our KPIs. That's what we are aiming for, right? When we are doing all the planning and we are dividing the work between things, obviously they are all you know, aimed for those KPIs, but there are smaller KPIs for a specific team, right? To get into this uh, goal or stretch goal or can't fail issue that we, that we are saying. Basically, the best thing to do is to set everyone on, on focus. Focus on the end goal as a group first, right? And then the game starts. Because when everybody has focus and we know where we want to go, so obviously we have the group knows where you have to go and then teams can handle their KPI. And if they have time or if there is room, they can see who else may be struggling Maybe we didn't plan accordingly. We got into technical challenges, maybe product challenges, stuff that we're missing. You never know, right? Yeah. Um, that's the, I think that's the secret. It's like how to, how you manage a squad, right? Who who is fit? Who is sick? Don't forget, we are we are talking about like if everything is is is, is great. Oh, we learned in the past two we two two years. Sorry. Uh, uh, with uh, with the coronavirus and everything, vacations, people working from home, um, people are missing, people are getting married, pregnancy, everything. You need to take everything into consideration and try to plan the best you can as a group level and, and get everybody to help when needed. Kind of like similar maybe to a football. I'm, I'm coming from soccer, but football, you know, there is offense, I defense, like special team, special teams and everything. So... You know, another another thing to uh, compare to uh, sports. You're going to war with your scrum team. That's what you you said when we spoke the, the previously. What do you mean by that? Um, war is a, is a harsh word. It's not. It's kind of like a, a a cold warm relationship, right? That I am pushing from the product feature aspect to 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 be more innovative, to bring new uh, uh, new things for our customers, for our users, and engineering, looking at it and sometimes from a different angle, how is the product working and everything. I also come and say, you know what? My problems are your problems exactly as your problems are my problems. I don't want to have something new or something uh, innovative if the hardcore of the platform is is, is not steady, right? Um, so first of all, it's, it's you're trying to build a relationship, but in it, even when the relationship is good, you 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 know you fight on your territory. So when I when I say word, that's probably what I meant. But um, it's always 
is always surfacing the importance and the value that you're going to do with the effort needed. And I always ask for people to say, what is the effort compared to the value? There are small effort that we can do, quick wins, and the value would be great for our customers, for our users. We should consider it in, in, you know, in a higher level. And if we have something that we need to, to wait, maybe stop for a second, for a second with, the, with product features, for example, and stabilize something or fix something that affects a lot of users, so we should do that as well, right? But we need to find the balance. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like a cold work, kind of like a warm, cold relationship. Uh, so that's, that's the approach that I always try to do. How do you manage your team? You have seven at the moment. What do you, what's, what's the core aspect do you find with managing team and managing people who work, uh, who work with you? First of all, it's, you know, now we are, I think we're in a phase that we are, we are not micromanaging anymore, right? So from the beginning, you want people uh, around you to be skillful, to be smart. Actually, it's Zoom Info, it's, you know, the level of the people is, is, is amazing. Like, it's very skillful people, very smart people. So when you are surrounded by, by kind of like genius, uh, geniuses, so it's, it's easier to, to have a conversation. It's easier to find the right way to do something. Uh, and it's starting, by the way, from, from my, my supervisor, the senior director, or the VP of product, and the CPO of product, all the way to the PMs uh, and, and, and analytic uh, product managers that are working with us. And so, so you know, just have that base makes your life as a product director much easier, right? At the end of the day, what we want is to have clarity and communication across the board. So if everybody are aware of what, what we are doing, you know the, the challenges and the aspect, or sometimes there is a dependency. You know, my team is dependent on the other PM team, and et cetera, et cetera. If we know, if we talk, if we communicate it, uh, you know, top to bottom, to the sides, that helps you kind of like coordinate uh, the team. And obviously, you know, back end, front end, we have people that I can go to, turn to, ask for help, uh, ask for help in managing uh, the, the scenario, the aspect. Sometimes, you know, it's not, uh, how do you say, it's not a weakness not to know something, right? I think that it's actually a strength not to know something because you can learn something new. So when I don't know something, something in the back end, I'm also in Zoom in for like, like what, four or five months. I don't really, maybe I don't know the product so well. Mm -hmm. I always have someone to turn to, uh, to get more um, information and more, you know, more context. By the way, circling back to something else that you said about the code, yeah. a lot of the times that you don't know something about the product, like how the product was designed from the first place, how it should behave, you can actually turn to the code and the code will tell you. Okay, because it's written exactly what is the what is the experience there, what should be there. So again, I can go to a developer and tell him, you know, what the code said. Who the PM that did this feature two years ago is not here anymore. How is was this design? And the code will tell you. So you know, it's again, it's it's circling back to the language, but. Um, a few short, a few short makes perfect sense. More, a few short questions uh, before before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, what were the one? two or three books that uh, greatly influenced your life more? Uh, so first of all, I really, really, really like uh, biographics, right? 
so in sports, I read the, the Pep Guardiola, like another way of winning uh, book, which was amazing. Also the Phil Jackson Mind Games, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, like from a startup perspective or, or tech, so obviously the Lean Startup, uh, we haven't touched that so much, but uh, but you know it's a classic, and I not only that I love the concept and and work by it, I have so much different ideas about how you can implement it in your day to day to work, even in even in writing a Jira ticket. Um, and another thing is something that affected, you know, just me as a product and as a personality. So I I'm really interested in nonverbal communication. So I read Understanding Body Languages and Nonverbal Communication, like Science and Application. Uh, this is something very big for me. And uh, obviously, I, I, it's good in interpersonal communication that you know you, you kind of see how the people react. Like people talk with their body cues, facial experience and everything that helps me a lot. And obviously, um, I actually studied it uh, a lot in, in the university. And I, I really feel proud that I bring it sometimes to the product. Because at the end of the day, what is a product? You're actually guiding user, telling them what to do w- without actually saying uh, a word. Um, so those are aspects and books that really, really affected, uh, affected my life. What have you become better at saying no to over the years? Oh, so um, honestly... I'm just not saying no. I'm saying why not. So basically, you know, no is a is a, is a negative word, and in some it's something that you usually say fast. No, uh, I'm 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 not doing that anymore. I think that's why I got better. I will hold for a second, maybe go back, find a little bit more content. Content we say and we'll say why not? Why we shouldn't do it? Uh, it doesn't always work. Uh, and sometimes you need to say no, but. I think it's much smart and much educational to, to say like, this is why I think we shouldn't do it, or why not, or you know, different kind of situation. But the why not instead of no is a great thing to do. A fantastic reframe. Haven't heard before uh, somebody somebody doing that. <laughs> okay. Well, what about what about um, if you had to work only for two hours every week? That's a Tim Ferriss yeah. question. What would you do? Yeah. So you know, they say that a lot, that a good product manager is someone that you know how know how to write well like a good prd know how to characterize i'm a sucker for for visuals like visualization so if i can work just two hours a day the only thing i would do i i you know i kind of call it um it's like visualize innovation let me just think about what i want you know to do and innovation can come in different ways right it doesn't yeah. have to be something that i invented it just you know you improve something that nobody thought about or you're doing something a little bit new or different is also innovation. So then if I can visualize it and, and you know, pass it on to someone that will take it to the next level, that's what I would do in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you, uh, you've been a soccer player. You uh, worked, yeah. uh, you, you are a product manager now. What other profession would you like to attempt, if any? <laughs> Ah, great question. But I'll be honest with you, if not a product manager, and I can't be soccer player anymore because I'm too old and probably too fat for it, uh, it's probably, you know, still something in sport, like a sport director, like athletic director, maybe club owner, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want to bring the business aspect inside sports or even, you know, look at at a university or or an athletic program or athletic 
uh, team as a product. Look at it as a product, and then you know if you think about it, it's kind of like makes sense. It is a product. You, you need coach. to promote it. You need to. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Coach, no. I, I think the, the the management part of it, the management of like the team itself, bringing like all kinds of aspects, working with young people, working with with all the club uh, potential uh, um, stakeholders will be much more relevant for me than coach. <laughs> more. Well, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, sharing your thoughts. Uh, this was another product innovation episode, and we'll catch you guys next time. We are proud.